Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gormy. I'm really glad you're here with us for this episode. I, I'm excited to see where this one goes. And uh, honestly, I'm a, I'm a bit nervous. Um, half because I don't know what our guest is going to say and half because I know what he might say. <laughs> um, so you're, you're in for a treat. Tonight with us, we have Andrew Algarin. Uh, he's also known as Cave Dad, Cave underscore Dad on Instagram. Um, he has been a friend of mine for a long time, over 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 ten years now, twelve years, somewhere like that. Um, yeah. And so he has he's known Gormy when when Gormy was at at his heaviest. So we're gonna we're gonna get into that. We're also gonna get into his own fat guy story. He's not exactly a svelte man himself. Um, <laughs> he he he. He spent a lot of time at the table, so we'll 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 talk about that too. How you doing tonight, Andrew? I'm great. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm glad we're finally getting you on here. You can you can stop whining to me. And yes, DMs I've been now. dying for this moment. I know that you're so insta famous now. You don't have time for your real friends, but you know it's nice to get on here. You know, and not feel like a peasant. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, I I I I'm giving you equal airtime. You know, you're getting your, <laughs> you're getting your time. I mean, I had to I had to let. I didn't want to scare people off like the first like 10 episodes and have you on there and have them be like, who is this guy and what's going on? Like, you know, I, I, yeah, fit, I know, fit. but you put me in the awkward position of following up, you know, Matt Vincent. So that's kind of, that is true. That is true. Matt's <laughs> hard to follow up. You, you, there's, a, there's a lot, there's a lot of people you're following right now. So, um, you better, you better provide some good, good, good content or just, they'll never hear this. You know, we'll, I'll just yeah, never release just... it all. I could, that could I, happen I, I too, will... right? <laughs> I will say I, w I was talking to someone once, like when I was getting started and I was like, so what happens if I have an interview and I get to the end and I'm like, that was awful. And they were like, oh, you just tell the person that you had technical difficulties and you'll have to reschedule. And I'm like, um, that is horrible. Like that to me, <laughs> like, especially this show, like for those of you that are new to the show, this show is about sharing the stories, you know, fat guy stories, guys that have gone, you know, are facing weight loss challenges, are, are going through them, are not even going through them yet and are trying to figure out what they're going to do. And to take someone who's probably never shared their story anywhere else before and then say to them, oh, yeah, by the way, I lost the audio. And well, I'll get back to you in a month or two about coming back on. Like, And I, then just I, never re I, return their calls. Exactly. But I, I don't think I could ever, I, I don't think emotionally I could handle that. I'd carry that with me for the rest of my life. It would be. Can you say it's you know, not 40... you, it's me? Does that work I, in this situation? I don't know. I honestly, I'm not sure. We'll have to. We'll have to consider that. So <laughs> I, I think we before we dive into um, too much about, you know, what, what our meeting was like and things along those lines, let's take people back and let them know about you. Like, how does where does your story get started? Take us take us back to the your, your humble beginnings. Well, you know, I was thinking about it earlier today, and it's kind of like when the, I think with any guy's fat guy story, it goes way back um, mm. to when we're to when we're kids and the kind of habits we build and the way we're raised and all that kind of good stuff. Um, and I was always on the bigger side, um, but, it was, you know, we grew up in that era where um, our parents were like, you have to clean your plate every time. And I was talking about this with someone, maybe I talked about you about this, but it's like your, your mind was built to always eat and always clean your plate, whether you were hungry or not. So very, from in that very young age, you're built into, I need to always eat whether I feel hungry or don't feel hungry, that, that habit's pushed into you. And both my parents were extremely poor. My dad had 13 siblings and lived in a two-bedroom house in Puerto Rico. And my mother had 12 siblings and lived in a small house here in, in Massachusetts. And 
they went a lot of nights without eating. So my dad's thing was like, my kids are never going to be hungry. So he never said no to us eating. And as well-natured as that was, that builds bad habits. Mm. So, you know, I was always that, you know, chubby and all through middle school and then getting into high school, I got into sports. I, the first time I ever played sports was in high school. Um, my family was too poor to afford it when we were younger. So I started playing football and, and doing wrestling. And if anyone knows wrestlers, you know, the great dieting skills that we learn in that mm. sport, <laughs> which is, you know, don't eat for two days and then, you know, uh, go to a buffet after you weigh in and all that kind of stuff. And, um, it was never something I really thought about. Um, it was just kind of like play sports, eat, lift weights and whatever. I'm a big guy. And, and after I graduated from Rhode Island college, where of course we met, um, and I stopped wrestling and I was just playing football, uh, my weight just started going up and up and up because, you know, semi-pro football is nowhere near, um, college wrestling, you know, as far as you know, calories burned and, you know, energy needed and all that kind of good stuff. And, you know, you, I just stopped weighing myself. And one day I stepped on a scale and I was like, holy, I am 325 pounds right now. How did this happen? And, mm. you know, I got to that point where I'm like, wow. And I tried, you know, much like you, I tried every diet under the sun. Let's count calories and vegetarian and juice fast and all this kind of different stuff. And, you know, none of it worked. And it got to the point where I was like, I don't think I can lose weight. I think I'm, I was just meant to be big. And I think that's kind of like a mental space that a lot of us go through is being a big guy. It's like, oh, this is what I'm meant to be because nothing's working. And then around that same time, you were like, I want to go on a diet. And that was like, <laughs> what? Mm, <laughs> you know, yeah. Mike on a diet? What, what are you talking about? Who am I talking to right now? And then you started having success with paleo. And then I remember it was my bachelor party right before I got married. Um, yep. I was 325 and you were about half my size then. I think, I think you were in like 200s. You had got down from five, was it 550, 560, something like that. Down 540, into that. 540. 540, yeah. okay. 540 into that like 220 range. And I was like, wow, if Mike can do it, I can do it. Because I knew you were much larger than I ever was. So, mm. you know, you gave me the primal blueprint. I read the book. The book made sense. And I think that's what's important when you're going on a diet. Does it make sense to you? Like the process of how the diet works. And um, being that big, you didn't really have to count calories and do anything like that. And, you know, I, I remember my goal was to be 300 by my birthday. I started uh, January 2nd after New Year's Day. And I was already 280 by my birthday, kind of effortlessly. And, Within six months, I was down to 240. And um, it was just exciting to have success at, at dieting without really thinking about it. So I think that's kind of my, my fat guy story, um, you know. Definitely. And we'll get into, I, I, I do want to get into kind of what's been going on more recently for you. But let's, let's kind of get to the meat of what we're going to talk about tonight. No, no pun or no Rhodesio pun intended. Um, <laughs> Which we'll get it. We'll talk about that place too. But so you were a college wrestler. Um, you uh, became a resident assistant. You were hired. Actually, you were. Were you? You were a resident before you were an RA with. Yeah, me, my junior my staff, year, right? were, I was the yeah. old old man, twenty four years old. You decided were. to go back to school after being out for a while. 
and uh, I lived in your in your hall. Never talked to you at all. <laughs> right. Just oh, kind of yeah. saw no, you, you at, the, just... at the front desk, and then then I applied to be an RA, and I'm like, I better get to start talking to people around here. <laughs> mm. Well, you learned that you needed to people to know who you were, um, right, in order right. to you know kind of get to get a job. And so then uh, you were hired to work on my staff. Uh, my building was one that. Um, I was, for those of people that are new to kind of this part of my story, um, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, I was a, a residence hall director at Rhode Island College here in Rhode Island. And uh, my building was predominantly first year students, but then a lot of transfers, you know, which is kind of where you fit into that picture, you know, kind of older students. But um, also a lot of the wrestlers were put in my building um, for whatever reason, the, rest of the, the coach of the wrestling team tend to gravitate, you know, that community towards that building. So, you know, it, it well, almost it made sense. it was the sense. nicest building like, on campus at the time. <laughs> it, that is true. That is true. Like, he wanted to, you know, you know, as much as it was a white cinder block building, like, it was, it was a bit of an insane asylum in terms of the decor, but it was the nicest of, of the buildings. It was the newest of the buildings, yeah. for sure. Um, so then you Air became an RA on, on my... <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. Um something that a lot of the rooms didn't have in other buildings and we're not gonna we're not gonna take you down a complaint about rhode island college path though because that's not what this podcast is i'm sure there's someone out there <laughs> doing one um, yeah, right. i'm sure there's plenty there's plenty of people in line for i mean i i love rick um but i'm sure you know students students at any college always have something to say but we'll, yeah I, lo I loved we'll it there up. though i mean overall i loved it there so well you had a job where students brought you food all the time so how could you not love it <laughs> that's right you know that was that's what i loved so um that's how we really got to know each other you were on my staff you became a resident assistant on my staff and and we got to become friends during that time yeah and i it was interesting because i never thought i'd become friends with you because uh, mm -hmm. i didn't think we had that much in common i mean you know you were you were a massive guy and i didn't know much about you and at first glance i didn't think we would have all the stuff in common that we did and mm -hmm. You know, then that friendship built up over the years and, you know, you're one, I think you're like, maybe like the only person I stay in contact with. And that's, you know, including all the wrestling team people, the lifelong brothers, air quotation that, <laughs> you know, mm. I was supposed to have. And I think you're like the only person that I talk to. So, um, things happen like that, I guess. Oh, for sure. That happens in, I think in all of our lives. Um, and but we, we, you know, for aside from our own, our sick, twisted sense of humor uh, that we share um, and, you know, attitudes towards some things, we bonded over food. Yeah. Would you agree? Would you not agree? I, I, yeah, you, I was kind of like your enabler. Mm. <laughs> well, cause I, that's, I, I mean, that's I what was I mean, that's that's it. I mean, that gets to that gets to be part of it. Like. What was your first, I want to know, like, so when we first met, I was near my heaviest, like, yeah. what was, what was it like, you know, being friends with someone who was that big and kind of getting to know someone? Um, the first time that we kind of, I was like, holy, this, this is a large man. And I won't swear because he asked me not to, but I was like, this is a large, <laughs> this is a large man. Mm -hmm. and this is the, the biggest friend that I've ever had. I mean, I've never hung out with someone this big and it was always kind of interesting too. It's like, you never really ate that much in front of other people, um, mm. you know, which is a fat person tendency, you know, even though I'm 500 pounds and it's clear that I eat way more than this, I'm not going to eat in front of other people because I don't want them to know I eat a lot. 
<laughs> they can't oh, put yeah. two and two together. They're never going to figure it out. So, oh yeah, there's no I, way you can't tell. You can't tell. Yeah, long as I pace myself, and for reference for other people in in Sweet Hall, which is the dorm we stayed in, they had a love seat that was at mm. the front desk, and this was your personal, like your your body took up this whole entire love seat. It was not. Oh yeah. It was not. It was not an individual chair. It was a love seat. But you sitting in it, it was like an individual chair. Like you needed the whole thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that's to put it, put into perspective because a lot of people, you know, yeah, you see the pictures, but um, to be at it in person, and and you know, you do like you said, you become the enabler. But I think too, like when you're obese, you search out enablers. You're looking for those people because they make. You want to have at least someone that you're comfortable eating around that's not going to judge you and not going to um, tell you, should you eat that? You know, you're just looking for that. You know what I mean? Hey, you want to go to a buffet? Hell yeah, let's go. You know what I mean? So you search that out. And I was kind of like, hey, he likes to eat. I like to eat. Whatever. Let's go. Oh, and I think that's and and that's something that I learned. That, and I think I've started I've dove into this a little bit before. I think in the episode where I talked about uh, what life was like at, at my heaviest, like college wrestlers in general one had a fascination with weight like you know like weight going up weight going down all directions how much you could eat how much you couldn't eat you know restriction you know binging like yep. that was a that was a real like i've told i don't i honestly can't even remember if i told the, the gravy story in that podcast um when it was a group of wrestlers living in the building that one night they were you know, kind of arguing with each other about who was going to drink, who was going to drink two quarts of gravy from Boston Market. And yeah, I came I was, out yeah, I was of there. my apartment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It was your event. Uh, it was leftovers yep. from your event. And yep. um, I, I came out and I was like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, we're trying to pay someone to drink this gravy. And I was like, pay someone to drink gravy. Sign me up. Like, come on, let's go. Um, you know, yeah, so it was there a, I, I remember was the $10 bet. And oh, yeah. You were like hell yeah like it was like a steal that ten dollars like you would i think you would have done it for free <laughs> probably at, at that point like i mean at that point is i mean and i think you hit on something really important like it's you look for that you know you look for those people that aren't going to judge what you're doing or even if they are i mean because realistically let's be realistic you know a 540 pound guy chugging two quarts of gravy like as much <laughs> as they were standing as much as they're standing around me cheering when it's happening there's also yeah. going to be a part of them that's like is this dude gonna die? Like, yeah, what part are, of what it was we, like tragic. Yeah. Oh yeah, and but I think that's like it's similar. And this is you know some people get upset when you draw parallels to other addictions, but like it's like someone who finds drinking buddies. Yeah, you know, an alcoholic. You know, and even someone it, a lot of times like someone who an alcoholic who looks for drinking buddies doesn't seek out other alcoholics because another alcoholic can you know identify what you're doing. And might yeah. actually come around and say, wait a minute, you're doing exactly what I'm doing. Whereas I think for me, I looked for other people that were kind of bigger, but also kind of like really enjoyed eating, really get into that act of eating. Like, you know, I, like the infamous cake shake night. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, one of our, one of our. That cake. Yeah, tell, whole, you, yeah. So we were in the, the suite. We have an event in the hall. I forget what it was for. It was someone's birthday. We had cake, yep. and I'm like, you know, it was a bunch of leftover birthday cake, and I'm like, I'm not a huge cake fan. I like cake, but it's it's nowhere, you know, you know me, donuts are my thing. 
So cake, oh, yeah. I can I can give or take, but if you make a cake shake, then it's damn good. So I'm like, we should mm. make a cake shake. And your next thing you know, someone I think uh, Ryan, uh, you know, one of the other wrestlers, ran got a half a gallon of milk, and we were making cake shakes. And you pretended like you. I remember later on, you told me you pretended like you never had one before. You're like, ew, you do this? Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, well, yeah. And you're like, you think I haven't done that before? Of course I have. Well, I mean, and I was like, and my, the funny thing is in the moment in my head there, I'm like, we, we should have ice cream in with this. Like, they don't understand that this is just going to become cake milk without putting ice cream in there with this. <laughs> like, and it was because our friend's girlfriend had made a cake that was dry. Yeah. And someone was like, this cake is too dry. We need milk. We need to. And then it was like, it became this like self, you know, reinforcing thing of like, well, what if we put it in a blender? Well, what if we get milk? Oh, let's get milk. Let's put it in there with this. Let's add this. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, it's, it was, it was easy to get into those moments. I mean, I, we, you know, another event that you, you had as an RA in the building that left the building smelling for weeks. I think this was your, this was definitely your senior year. This was right towards the end of the year. Uh, yeah. was one of the deep fry part, a deep fry party. Um, <laughs> And, and people listening who are like, what the, what the hell is a deep fry party? One, figure out what a cake shake is for yourselves, people. Um, the deep fry party was I had a fryer and we brought that fryer out and set it up. And basically you went to the store and bought like little Debbie cake, like snack cakes. and Yeah, because we had know, we would get ca- money and... for each event, right? $40 oh, yeah. or something for each event. So I went to the store, bought a whole bunch of stuff. Um cookies and muffin and then we also i also went over the uh the intercom and told people if they had any snacks in their rooms pop darts whatever to bring those down oh yeah and we just started deep frying everything and it was actually like one of the most successful events of the year we had like 20 people at that thing it was like oh i mean people people kept running up to their rooms and grabbing things and yeah uh, we basically just we just had a giant bowl of pancake batter and people dipped this dipped the crap in the pancake batter and fried it and yeah, I remember one of I the mean, tacky RAs, uh, the tool, one of the tools was like one of the nerdy was upset that there was that many. How do you get that many people at this event? You didn't even advertise. People like deep fried food. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, it was like that was peak America right there. Like that was peak, you know, peak obesity epidemic. We were literally like just you want to fry it, bring it down. You want to fry it, bring it down. Come on. Oh, yeah. You got will it fry? Like there's those YouTube channels that are about will it blend yeah. and like people throw phones yeah. and crap in blenders. This was like a will it fry night and people, it's, it literally was like one of the, like at that point, like one of the highlights of my life that, that month, like we were just <laughs> like, it was just rampant gluttonous frying. There was no, and it almost got to a point where it was like, I'm going to die if I have another little Debbie, but we got to just keep, we got to work through this. And the building, it, I loved when people started coming down going, the whole building smells like a fryer right now. The whole bit, it's going up the hallway. The third floor and fourth floor smell like a deep fryer right now. We're like, yeah, we didn't really think about <laughs> ventilation. Yeah. yeah. Didn't really take that into account. Well, um, that's what attracted people down. Oh, yeah. Eventually you're like, do I? So what was your, what was your favorite, what was your favorite snack? What, you remember what was my which favorite one you liked the most? Yeah. At, at the deep fry party in the um, deep fry party yes. it was it was the it was the little debbies it was like the swiss rolls um and i also the deep i mean obviously deep fried oreos are a winner for anyone 
I mean, how Mine could you not do that? It, the cream oh, melted yeah. in the middle, and the outside was crispy, and it was mm. like, wow, this is this is about as good as it gets. Well, that's and I don't want to trigger anyone with our talk of food porn, but like that was the thing with an Oreo. Like, you deep fry an Oreo, and the black cookie almost soaks up some of that grease and becomes like a fudge. And then the for some reason the white frosting in the middle gets softer, probably yeah. because it's lard or fat, and it's vegan, so it's not lard, but you know it's it's <laughs> Crisco. It's good and <laughs> um, warm it up, and that's it becomes mat. You fry things, and it becomes, and that literally was like your idea for the event. Like, well, if we just fry things, it's magic. Like, let's yeah. just do it. And I mean, there I was, you know, five hundred pounds. Like, who am I going to say? And you know, no to the idea of of spending a night sitting frying things ten feet from my apartment. I mean, because we and that, we rarely... and that originated from it. W- we went out one night to the club at uh, mm-hmm. Brian's house, and we started deep frying stuff. He left it on when we went to the club and almost burnt his apartment down. <laughs> yes, I remember you guys saying that. And then we decided That's to ins- do the 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 party. Um, and it it and we you know we got endless. I need to tell the Rodizio story. I think we need one, one last say, like, fat story, and then we'll start talking about, I guess, the weight loss. Well, you're in charge of the podcast, but um, well, well, yeah, the, I'm the in weight loss this thing. Is, I, 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 we'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll, and that's what I was going to We could go for like, days on stories, did, though, you know? We, we really could. We, but we did a lot of things in the building. I mean, you know I didn't leave the building a lot at that point. Like, I really no. want to. I used to. Like, this is one of the things, before we get to Rodizio, before we get to the Brazilian barbecue, like, uh, which is funny because a lot of my keto carnivore friends are going to listen to this and be interested in this this because this was this is a meat story coming up. You know, it's a teaser right now. Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to talk about meat. But yes, I used to. You ran out of food points a lot as a it's as a, a college student. Yeah. I know, right? You ate you ate all your food. So <laughs> I had always had an abundance of of meal points on my card. So I was always like, I'll give you my card to go get food if you get me food, too. So there was yep. you were literally like one of my favorite delivery people because I knew I could be like, I, I'm going to want two of these and this and I'm going to want that. And you're going to need to bring that all back. And you would be like, uh, and I'm like, well, you're getting whatever you want. OK, yeah, I am. That's right. OK, yeah. OK. Yeah. So as long as I could um, eat, I was I was fine. And I think we actually reached a point where for the first time in my 10 years working there, you drain helped drain my my meal my meal plan at one point. It never happened before. I always yeah. just go re up. Yeah. I always they let you carry the. They let us as as staff carry the points over, and we hit a point where I was like, I'm out of points. This has literally never happened to me, and we have still have half a semester left. What the heck is going to happen? Yeah. Um. You're like, dude, I'm but, out of points, <laughs> and I had max points. It, it, oh yeah. Well, come on, yeah. But you as we're talking about enjoyed eating you you enjoyed it um so let's talk about rodizio and then i want to i want to talk the darker side of all of this um but before we do that we got to talk about meat babies and milkshakes and rodizio which uh rodizio is a brazilian steakhouse which a lot of you out there might know what a brazilian steakhouse is it's one of those all you can eat meat places where they bring you um meat on on swords throughout the meal this one was this the the person the chef that invented this was a personal hero of mine at that point this one because it wasn't just a brazilian barbecue 
It was a Brazilian barbecue merged with an Italian restaurant. So he put this island in the center that at most Brazilian barbecues is just a salad bar. But this one had pasta and lasagna and meatballs and it was an Italian buffet. Pasta cheese. Incredible bread and great Parmesan cheese. And what did you used to call that island though in the middle? Do you remember? The distraction. The distraction. Why why was it the distraction? That that was to distract you from eating all the delicious meat. They wanted you to get full on bread so you wouldn't uh break the bank on the meat. And these were things we talked about a lot. Like, that's the thing I want to get across to people. Like, we spent a lot of time talking about stuff like this. But we went to Rodizio several times. Um, do you remember our first trip? Or or what stands? Why don't you you want to tell the Rodizio story? I want to turn it over to you. I don't want this to be just gourmet talking. So let's yeah, let me um, let me let you take them into this place. It, I don't think it was the first trip. So the first trip we went. You were still kind of like trying to play like I'm not fat, like fat people do, like I don't eat that much. So we went, we did eat a lot, we stuffed our face, but once the other people were like, I'm done, you were done, and we all left, and we went and just laid around, and not much, and you made, you said, hey, you want to get milkshakes, and I was kind of like, ha ha ha, like, and you kind of acted like you were joking, but later on we'll find out that really wasn't a joke. And then the second Mm -hmm. time we went, it was like me, you, another guy who was a power lifter, and another RA, and we dragged in poor little Sarah. We'll keep her last name out of it, but she was mm-hmm. about a hundred pounds soaking wet, and we dragged her to a twenty-six dollar yeah. head buffet. <laughs> but I will say, you paid for it, so I'm not going to complain. Like you took care of a, you were like, if you come with me, I'm going to pay for this book. Twenty-six dollars is a lot for a college kid, for for one night oh, meal. Yeah. So. You you took care of me a lot. You definitely uh covered a lot of my meals back in those days. Um and uh so we went this one time and we stuffed our faces like me, him, another guy from the wrestling team. And we were there like a good half hour, forty minutes, and we were just like done. And we were like, All right, uh, we're we're done. And you were like, F that, you guys are not I'm not done yet. And I was like, Whoa, what is this side? I've never seen this before. And I think we sat there another hour while you ate. And you just ate and ate and ate. Mm. And it was insane. I had never seen anyone eat that. You ate like the equivalent of a baby in meat. It was literally had to be like 10. Mm. Like the, the guy just kept coming and coming. And the owner's giving you dirty looks like, what the hell is this guy doing? Like, everyone was in shock. And then everyone at the table was like, is this real right now? Like, you were just like. <laughs> and so then we went out to my car. Me and you drove together. Everyone else left in their own cars. And you're like, hey, you want to get milkshakes? And I was like <laughs> laughing. You're like. What are you a little bee? What's, what's your problem? You don't want, you want to have a milkshake? And of course, me being a college wrestler, I'm not going to stand for that. So we ended up getting milkshakes, large strawberry milkshakes. <laughs> and I think mm-hmm. that I had like two two sips, and you drank the the whole your whole one. And did, did we end up getting pizza that night from Golden Crust? I think we did. I, I think we did a little a little while later. We did. We did indeed. Yeah. So a couple hours later, you're like, you want to get pizza? I'm like, oh. I'm like, then I knew I was dealing with something different, something uh, I'd never had seen before, because that was, uh, that was, that was something else. Mm. But again, it was so, like one of those things where it's like, you're my friend. I didn't think twice about, you know what I mean? It was just kind of like, this, this is who you are. <laughs> so let's, let's bring people into that. Like, that's what I want to get into for people. Like, what was, what did go through your head back then with, with all of this? 
so so back then uh not much it was kind of like hey this is life this is what he wants to do you know he's always been a big guy you know whatever and then i think as our friendship progressed and we became closer friends because you know me and used to share a lot of stuff and we've i don't think i've ever gone more than two weeks without talking to you since Mm -hmm. we've met like either a text or a message online or something we've always been in communication and if it's been like more than three weeks it's like hey man what's going on i haven't heard from you and you know now then when instagram came it was like easier to stay in contact so we stayed in contact even more and then i it got to a point where i'm like dude you want to keep doing this like this is a little bit crazy and you were like oh don't don't bring that to me i mean you were kind of very crass about it don't bring that to me this is who i am this is what i want to be i'm happy you know i'm happy being the fat guy and i was like okay you know i'm not because to me, I mean, I'm not going to judge one of my friends. You know, of course, I would say, hey, man, take it easy. But at the end of the day, you know, you're an adult and you're you're going to make decisions. But it, it was kind of crazy. It was like, all right, well, this is what he wants to do. So let him do it. And we kind of, you know, the friendship kind of continued of just, you know, we'd get together every once in a while. We'd meet at Tammany, you know, the bar in Providence and drink and eat. And what? Oh, I got to tell one. <laughs> One more, one more fat story because okay, just, okay. The, the drinking thing, the drinking thing brought me to this. So mm. the night before my graduation, oh, we, yeah. we were drinking. I, I won't release the location, but we, we were drinking. We ordered like what five pizzas, and I don't know how you did this. Hey, this and must be a fat guy. This, this fat guy thing. This was this was after we had already had Wendy's earlier. It was when yeah. your fa- your brother showed up that we got pizza. Yeah, so we went to Wendy's and we got like large whatever, a whole bunch of sandwiches, a whole bunch of fries. We ate a ton of food, and then we had a twenty four pack of or a thirty pack of Coors Light, and then you had a twenty four pack of Guinness, and then we yep. had pizza from Golden Crust. But the 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 one thing that amazed me is you drank twenty four beers and never got up to take a piss. Oh yeah. <laughs> And, then, and I'm like, how is this possible that this man has put down all the – you never got up to go to the bathroom. It was a, ridiculous. I was like, wow, this guy must have, like, a container in in his in his stomach. Like, it's, it was – and even my brother afterwards, like, he never went to the bathroom. Not even once. He never got up. <laughs> so, so, I mean, uh, you know, it it was insane. It was insane. And I I couldn't believe it. It was like, wow, you know, something I never witnessed before. And, you know, it, back then it wasn't too crazy. I mean, I wasn't too bothered by your eating until I would say after you lost weight the first time. So yep. for the people who don't know, or I'm sure some people know from the other podcast, you started doing the paleo diet and yep. you were doing awesome. Lost a ton of weight um, mm-hmm. to the point where I was like, I don't even recognize this guy. And that was kind of the time where IG was kind of starting off. It wasn't like this big, huge platform that everyone was on. It was kind of small. And it's funny. Cause yeah, it didn't even exist. It didn't even like, exist then, really. Yeah. You know, you you go now, like the other day I went to CVS and they had like that keto nut butter, fat bomb stuff that you eat. I'm mm. like, you know, and I remember like when we were first getting into paleo, like you could not find anything in the store. Oh, yeah. And like Trader, Trader Joe's was like heaven because they had almond meal. Oh yeah, they had almond meal. They had almond butter, coconut. Yeah, they were the Trader Joe's was the only place to get coconut oil. Even even Whole Foods barely had it. Yeah, yeah, you could not get. And remember what we used to pay almost twenty dollars a jar. Oh yeah, this was like twenty twelve. This was twenty twelve. Yeah, yeah. 
and now you can buy it for like five bucks. You know, good stuff too for five oh, yeah. bucks. You know, back then it was like twenty bucks for a jar of coconut. Oil. I mean, it 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 was insane, and you lost all the weight. Mm-hmm. So that was a time when it really bothered me. When you, you I remember one night you just messaged me and you're like, uh, "Dude, I'm done with this diet." I'm like, "What do you mean? I, I I'm not happy. I don't like it." Da, da, da. And and it was kind of your, you know, for people don't understand as someone who has a, you know the eating disorder and especially when you're when you're big like obesity, like you identified with being fat, and from my point of view, it was like, once you weren't the fat guy anymore, you had no identity. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to go back to that. And I was like, wow, like, he really likes being fat. I remember you used to get mad when I called you skinny. Like, that was like an insult. And, you know, you were doing it for health reasons. And then you were like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. And, as you know, I'm, and you were like, I'm coming to you because I, I know you're not going to judge me. Please don't tell other people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I understand, and, you know, and you're like, you know, I'm going to work out more and you, you, you sold me the BS. I'm going to work out more. Oh, yeah. and, you know, I'm just going to start enjoying some of the foods that I like, but you know, I'm not planning on going too crazy and blah, blah, blah. And then like a month later, and I remember you posted a pit, I saw a picture of you online. I don't even think you posted it of you at a kickball game yep. um, in your league and your head had like tripled in size, you know, mm. from fat. And I was like, oh, my God, like, what is he doing? And then I was mm-hmm. messaging you like, dude, what's going on? And you're like, I, I put on 200 pounds in the last three months. And I was like, wow. And that was the moment where it was like, this isn't cool now. This is kind of scary. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, as a friend, it's like, dude, and I, and I, I even said, I'm like, dude, you're going to die. And you're like, I don't care. I want to die happy. I'm, I'm, I'm happy this way. And I was kind of like. Well, I'm still going to be your friend regardless. You're my friend, but you know, I really hate to see you going down this path. And you know, people don't under like I think there's a lot of people online who are like like I I was big and I was a fat guy and I lost weight, but I don't compare myself to you in any way shape or form because I know I've never had a food addiction. Like that's a totally different game. There's a, there's, there's a difference between people who don't know how to eat right and you know, their three meals a day are not good choices. And like, for me, I didn't know much, like until we did paleo, I didn't understand what sugar did. To me, I didn't even count sugar as a calorie. Like, I remember being on diets, like eating all these healthy foods and then drinking like four coffees a day, extra, extra. And I'm like, why am I not losing weight? Mm-hmm. I didn't think of sugar as a calorie. I didn't think of soda as, as stopping my diet. I thought it was just the food. You know, that that was my ignorance to the whole thing. So it was like, it was just, it was, it was crazy to see, to see you go through that. And I was like, wow. Um, you know, and you don't know what to say, you know? And I've never mm-hmm. been at that point where I was like, like, if I go eat and I'm full, like I'm done. I've never been at a point where like, you've told me like you ate like two large pizzas and then 20 minutes later you wanted food. Like mm-hmm. the, that's never happened to me. And, and so people need to understand the difference because I don't think a lot of people do, you know, even if they, even the people that see your story online and see what you've gone through and see your weight loss, I don't think they really understand how deep it goes for you. Um, as far as just fighting these demons every single day and to see you go back and give up, I was like, damn, like he's going right back down this road again. And then you you went again. You started to lose a little bit again. I don't know when that was. 
and then you drop back down like was it like three three and change you drop back down to at some point yeah that was like um, 2016 2016 and then you gave up again you're like i, I don't want to do this mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god and i was always the first oh, yeah. one to know because i was the, i wasn't gonna you knew i wasn't gonna you know i wasn't gonna crap on you or anything i was just gonna think all right mike like I, I don't want you to do this but okay if you have to do it um you know then you have to do it and then mm. um it was just it was just crazy and then like this last time you were like i i'm, I'm serious this time I lose. but i have something else that you know is driving me you know outside of myself you know which is the two kids mm-hmm. that your parents adopted and then i find i was like you know what i think he he might do it this time and you know it was like and that's the thing too if you have friends that are trying to lose weight one thing that i hate is like and i'm sure you hate this too is like every time the person gets off the diet people want to attack you like right away instead of supporting you know what i mean and i feel like if you don't have that person it's like all right you can get back on it then you will kind of drop into those habits because you know we used to say like the paleo police you know so oh, yeah. you were you've lost 80 pounds on paleo you're doing great but you know you're at a birthday party you decide to have a piece of cake and everyone's running to point hey that's not paleo and it's like well, well no shit i know that <laughs> right, i know that's not right. paleo, but i don't need you to tell me like every you know every meal that i'm eating is not whatever and it you know, they were crazy times, but, you know, after that last time and seeing you, you know, start having success, it was good. I was always, you know, I was worried the whole time um, that you might revert again. And so to see you here is like, great. And I, you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. It was like, I see a difference in you mentally, spiritually, physically, you know? And I think mm-hmm. the first couple of times you did it, it was just physical. Um. Mm. And, you know, maybe you can touch more on that piece, but from your being your, you know, someone who's known you and been friends with you, I think the, all the other times it was strictly physical. And I think this time you got, you know, the other, the mental and the spiritual portion going too. Oh, I, I think you're right. Like I, I, and I think I, I've tried to communicate that here before, but I'm not, you know, sure how well I've done. Like it's, I've, I, I attacked it from a physical, I, I never attacked it from a place of I want to lose the weight and change my life. It was from a place of, okay, I feel like I have to do this right now. For whatever reason there was, you know, whatever, fill in the reason of the day. There was always, and then even like that, that first time I lost it all, like it was more the challenge of doing it that was driving me than actually wanting to do it. You know, there was, there was always that part, that was always that part of me in the background that was like, someday you can stop doing this. You know, you can you can stop this if you want to someday. And like, that's the only thing that got me through some days back then, especially like towards the end when I was really small and, and not used to being like that. And I think you hit it on the head with in terms of like, I did nothing to look at, you know, how I was defining my identity. So because one, I mean, let's be 100% honest, like when you're that messed up with with food and a, and a food addiction and those kind of issues, you have a lot of other things going on. It's not just yeah, food. of course. Food is a symptom of something, but there's more going on. And so there, there was a lot more going on for me personally that I just wasn't wanting to face. And so food was a way to hide from it. And losing weight eventually became a way to hide from it. And I think this time around, like it's been 
a, a big part for me has been trying to address not just what I want to weigh, but who do I want to be as a person? And like actually looking and saying like, am I the person I want to be? And what do I need to do to be that person? Like not just what do I need to eat to be that person? Yeah. I, and I and that, that was the thing too. Yeah. And I was always thinking like before you were like, you know, mean termination or not. Like when you're that big, you're freaking nature. People see you and they're like, holy crap, look at this guy. Look at how fat he is. Like, mm -hmm. ew, disgust. You know what I mean? And in ways you like, you like the attention, even though it's negative, you, you enjoy oh, yeah. the attention. And my thing always with you was like, once Mike became skinny, he just became a regular person. Mm. You know, you no longer were big Mike. You no longer were that you were just because, you know, when you first lose weight, everyone, Oh, you look great. Oh, I can't believe, Oh, you look, Oh, oh. but after time, it's just, that's all right. You're normal now. Like, People don't right. compliment me anymore for losing the weight. Like it's forgotten, you know, and, and you lose that and you're like, okay, who am I now? Right. What, what am I supposed to be? And I remember we'd go out places and as funny as this is, if there was another fat guy there, you used to get pissed. Oh yeah. You know, what, what is this guy doing here? This is my spot. I mean, especially at Tammany, which is kind of like the, the home bar and, and back in, in Providence, it was like, why the hell is this fat guy in my bar? And I was like, oh, I yeah. remember the first time you said, and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> this is a thing. Oh God. And, uh, and you know, it, it, it was true. It was just like, it, it was craziness. And I think, it, you know, people need to prepare themselves mentally for that lifestyle change because mm. I don't think people like they want to lose the weight, but they're not mentally preparing themselves for what's going to change after they lose oh, the yeah. weight. Cause so many things change. So many things change um, mentally, physically, the clothes you can wear and and giving up your old clothes and, you know, moving into smaller stuff and, you know, all the, the different changes um, that happen. And it gets it gets crazy. Um, just being able to eat and even be able to drink booze like the, the you know, the way you used to, um, you know, we won't talk about what happened to you at my uh -huh. bachelor party, but, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. but you know. Uh -huh. The, what I remember the, the, of it. The, the changes of <laughs> well, let's tell it. We got to tell a little bit of the story. So <laughs> Mike had just lost all the weight, and he came to my bachelor party. And we, mm. what do we have? Like a bucket of booze on the on the bus. Oh, so yeah. we were going to Boston, which was like an hour ride from my house, to eat at a restaurant and then go out on the town. So we're just drinking away on the bus. We go to the restaurant and eat, and then all of a sudden. You had disappeared. I'm like, where the hell did Mike go? Nobody knew where you had went. <laughs> so after the the whole night of drinking, we go back to the bus, and you're there covered in your own friggin' vomit. It was like the bus driver was, was like, he's awful. been here for it the was... last five hours. <laughs> like you didn't make it oh, out yeah. to one bar. Like <laughs> this dinner was over. It's like no, I made I'm... it. I made it into one bar. I went into one bar. And I started to get sick and our friend took me out and I fell to the ground apparently. And he eventually helped me back to the bus and he stayed with me for, I don't know, an hour or so. And then I think we moved on to the next bar and everyone else got back on the bus and then moved on to, as soon as it was time to go to the next place, he was like, I'm going to go drink. You know, you're here. Here's the bucket. Leaned a bottle of water up against me. 
It was like, we'll be back. And then the next thing I remember <laughs> was getting back to your house. And yeah, I mean, that, I, that was insane. I, it's, it's, you, I mean, things, things obviously phys- change physically. Like, I think that's, I think preparing for all these changes is a big thing. Like, I think you hit on something like for me specifically, like, and I've said this, like, even like my original Instagram page was like a sideshow. Like, I like the attention that it got. Um, and I like, and I'll be, I'll be blatantly honest. Like, I like the attention my page gets now. Um, anyone who's, anyone who's on social media with an Instagram page who says they don't like the attention their page gets is a filthy liar. Um, it it oh, yeah. meets some oh, need oh, in human far. beings that is, you know, not not the healthiest of of them all. But I, I think the thing that I've I've been really trying to think about is like, like you're saying. So what happens when you're not you're not the big fat guy anymore, like the biggest guy in the room, and you're also not the weight loss guy anymore? Because it's easy to right. to change that definition of identity from the fat guy to the weight loss guy, but I can't, I can't carry cards around with me for the rest of my life that have my before picture on them. And when I meet a new person, hand them that card and say, this is what you're getting into, you know, so they can be, they can get all excited for me about it. Like that can't also be what I chase. Like it, for me, it's going to be about, you know, in in your regular life, that's not going to work. I mean, I think on social media, it's a great tool because I think. You know, and, and even though you're very humble about it, like you are influencing a lot of people. And I mean, you got what, mm. you know, 12,000 followers. I mean, that that's something. I mean, that's hard to build that up and doing it using your own original material, you know, not like creating a meme page or posting other people's stuff, like using your own your own stuff. I think that, you know, being that weight loss guy can define you, you know, at least in that social media aspect. but Mm-hmm. You know, you're absolutely right. In your regular life, after you, you, you start meeting new people, they're just always going to know you as Mike, the normal-sized guy that I work with. You know, they're not going to know um, that you were 540 pounds and, you know, on your own deathbed as far as the way you were living your life. No one's going to know that. Um, and, and, that and, and I've realized that a lot at work. I've realized that a lot at work recently. Like, we've got new people coming in who have no idea who I was before. And right, and that, I don't and that flash. And that's eye. the thing. If that defines you, you know, what you know, what do you do? And you know, and it's different. Right. You know what I mean? And that's the thing where I think you're really a voice for those people that actually have eating disorders, who actually, you know, not the people that just don't know how to diet. Because you know, I was someone who wanted to lose weight. I just didn't know how to do it, and so right. I made a lot of bad decisions because. You know, me and you know, I haven't really been on a diet for the last couple of years, and we talk about it all the time. And I've gained some back weight. Right. I mean, I've gained like 15, 20 pounds. Like, I haven't, like, gaining a 200 pounds, but, you know, gaining all of it back or gaining, mm-hmm. like, people people who have, like, disorders gain all of the weight back and then some. Mm-hmm. And and that, you know, and that's like, like, I was doing paleo. I said, I think I started in 2012. You got me on paleo, and I, I, I did, like, an 80-20 for years. And then I stopped probably like three years ago or four years ago and I'm 20 from my lowest. Like that's, you know, for someone who's just trying to lose weight, but to have an eating disorder is like, I'd probably be, you know, 350 right now, you know? So right. it's a huge, it's a huge difference. And that's something I always like kind of try to stress with people because I don't think people understand it, you know, 
And when you have an eating disorder, it's like a totally different game. It's not, it's not just I'm fat and want to lose weight, you know, or I'm not motivated. It's a totally different game. And it's cool now to see like keto and paleo and gaining a lot of foot. I mean, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the world, a lot of people are recognizing this diet. Um, and I think that's good because it was the only thing that ever worked for me. And I've tried a lot of different ones. Um, and now of course you're getting that pushback. We have the, we had to talk about the vegan community <laughs> and, which, all, and which... all their, uh, Yeah, there's a, there's a there's a lot of there's I think there's a lot of segues we can make there. You know, this is something that, that Andrew and I also talk about. Like, I I you know to to cap this this part of our our journey together. Like, um, I just want to kind of get. I really wanted people to hear kind of your perspective, having watched everything that I've gone through from the outside. You know, like really not because I want to fan my story to people, but more. You know, for people to hear, like, especially if there's someone who has a friend that that deals with a severe food issue or a severe weight issue, you know, knowing that, you know, people go through different phases with that and different attitudes and your attitudes can shift. I mean, what okay I would and... what I would say if you if if you have a friend that, you know, has an eating disorder is to constantly encourage them um, and not judge them, um, because I think if I would have said you're a fat ass. You disgust me. I think you would have just stopped telling me things. I don't think it would have changed anything other than you would have lost trust in me and you would have not, um, continued to have those conversations that you needed to have because you need that person who's like, yeah, you, you can do it. Like, All right, fine. Let's do it. Like, and every time I was kind of like, yeah, you got this Mike. Oh, you're not going to do it anymore. Okay. I understand. That's fine. You know, we're still friends. It doesn't matter. All right. You want to go back? Great. Because I think if you have that person tell you like, I'm I'm done with you, you mm-hmm. know, it's not going to change anything. The person's going to just do what they were going to do, except now they don't have you as a friend and they don't have that, you know, that possibility of reopening that door to to weight loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean that's something more that you could probably speak on when you were you know how you were feeling when you were communicating with me because honestly I don't know, but I would imagine that, you know, that was probably something that helps you on the way, you know, not being, you know, put in the ground when you, when you change your mind a bunch of times. Oh, completely. And I, I think that I, I, but I, I think you communicated it really well. Like, you know, not having been inside my head, like a lot of it was one, a lot of times when I would tell you, especially when I was telling you, I was going off uh, the diets. You were probably one of the very first people I vocalized it to out loud. Because I knew that even though I knew it, like, even especially like once we get like into the second or third time, like I knew you were going to push back a little bit. Like I knew that would be there. Um, But it was never in a way that was shutting me down. It was more of a, are you really sure? Like, okay, you know, I'm I'm still your friend. And I I think that very first time I put all the weight back on fast, like we had a bit of a, a, a stretch where we didn't talk every so often. Like there was, there was a bit of a, and that I don't think it was anything on your part. I think it was probably more on my part. Like, you know, the communication, no, you I were definitely hiding. everyone. You would. You, oh yeah. 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 Like I, you I were think definitely that hiding because I saw the kickball picture and then I texted you. I'm like, dude, what's up? 
And then you kind of like told me what happened because the kickball pitcher went up and I was like, I, I remember showing my wife. I'm like, dude, look at Mike. This is from two months ago. Look at him. Cause you had like mm. blown up like a balloon, like literally. Oh, like, yeah. And I don't think people can even quantify that you put on that much weight that fast or that it was even possible. But like, it looked like someone stuck a bike, a bike pump in your mouth and just filled you with air. Mm. And it was so fast, so fast. Uh, I, like, I, I put yeah. on 270 pounds in less than six months. Yeah. I mean, like that. It, 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 so, it was absolute insanity. Completely. Like, and that. And I, and I think in some ways, like reaching out, like responding to you was me trying to pull myself a little off that island of insanity a little bit, at the very least, to like, because it stayed not real as long as I wasn't talking to people about it, you know? Like, yeah. these things aren't real until you're talking to someone. And I've always known that you were someone I could talk to about. There's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of things that have nothing to do with this podcast. We could, that you you and I, like we said, you and I talk about a lot of things. Um yeah, that I wouldn't that I haven't talked to a lot of a lot of people about. And I think like it's good for people to have friends like that. And obviously, I very much appreciate you and see you in a lot of ways as a, as a, as a life like a life raft to me at, at different points. And I also knew because of how we communicated about this, that when I reached those points where I'm like, I think I want to do this again, but I don't know if I can do this, that I could reach out to you and get encouragement. Like I, I would know that you would be there as soon as I said I was doing it again, to say, okay, do it again. You know, you can do it. And you were never skeptical. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's, right. a, that's a part of it. Like, we, there's so, many, there's so many nicknames and things along those lines that we could share that have nothing that we can't say out loud in this podcast or it would get pulled from iTunes. But Yeah, yeah. And I, we, think, I mean, we, I have, think, and we have fun with it. It's, it's kind of, you know, I would go... I mean, I remember the big thing when you were, you know, you had your, your gourmandizer thing when you were eating everything and you'd put oh, a picture. Yeah. I just ate like six pies and I always put, that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you know, that was on every picture. Is that all? And, and people, and, I, and, you it, know, it just people thought you were a troll, um, you know, yeah. that you were, you were well, not. A lot of times, too, know. I would say stuff to you, yay, fatty, blah, 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 you know, talking trash and people would get, you know, upset or whatever. But, oh, yeah. Um, you know, that was our, that was our, you know, our friendship to just, you know, tease, you know, people don't understand. It's kind of like, it's not like text, Hey, what's up? It's kind of like, Oh, Hey, how many donuts did you eat today? Mm. <laughs> you know, that's kind of our opener for our conversations. And, but I oh, mean, for sure, you know, you do, you're doing great. And it's, it's that thing. I mean, you are, now you have a following, you are, you know, like we we're talking about the role model thing um, to many people out there trying to lose and i think it's it's all about accepting that um this is a lifelong challenge um you know whatever temptations you have and it doesn't matter if it's drinking smoking eating you know whatever nature um laziness you know it's always for someone that struggles with that it's a lifelong battle like it's never going to go away and i think when you accept that it's never going to go away that gives you strength mm. um some people it hurts them because they're like, I can't do this my own life, but you gotta, you gotta get in that state of mind. Like I'm always going to have an eating addiction. I'm, I'm a food addict, right? No matter how small I get, you know, no matter how small I get, no matter how much I lose, it's always going to be in the back of my mind and I just got to fight it. And I think once you take that stance, you know, you can, you can do a lot of things. Mm. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. 
Um, so as, as much as I appreciate uh, Andrew's support on my journey, and I, I enjoy supporting his journey, um, we, you, you have had a storied diet journey yourself. We, 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 touched, we touched on that a little bit, um, but you've tried a couple different things. You went vegan for a while. You know, whether, yeah, that was whether you yeah, want to admit can, that we to can segue. Or not. We can yeah. segue to that. Well, I was mostly vegetarian. I did, right. I did try being a vegan for like a, a week. Um, yeah, I did. And I, I found didn't it last to be too restrictive. The veg, I was a vegetarian for like six months, right? Um, but I, I stopped doing it because I didn't lose any weight. Mm. Um, I know that's shocking, right? Because when you go vegetarian, you're supposed to automatically lose weight without counting calories. Um, but right, it was, for someone it of like my nature, became, <laughs> yeah, it it wasn't like you became like, a vegetarian yeah, it, for for political reasons. No, no. I mean, that was nice to attach to it. Um, oh yeah, you know, definitely as, as you're doing it. But for me, it was like I need to lose weight, um, and I, it, you know, and that it's that's just. It's one of those things that I always like mentally bounce back and forth on because, again, I am a lover of nature and I don't like to see animals treated cruelly, whether they're going to be eaten or not. And mm-hmm. the brutality that exists in some of these businesses, is, to me, is disgusting. Um, oh, yeah. But at the same time, I, rec- I recognize that there's people who are real farmers who want to farm the food and treat the animals well, all, you know. And um, I, I think, you know, the certified cruelty free that's happening. I mean, there's a lot of good steps um, coming forward. And then you got the clean meat, which could be very interesting, um, which is, you know, they found a way to, to create meat off one cell of an animal. So they actually won't have to, and it's supposed to be uh, like 99% germ free. It's supposed to be like way healthier. I don't know. It could be weird. Sounds weird, but who knows? Um, oh, it's going to lead to what science will do in the future. The, huh? There will be mo- there will be monsters that will lead to monsters. We're gonna. That's how you want monsters. Yeah. That's how that's how we get monsters. We're we're gonna get. Yeah, we monsters. might have zombies. Or I'm something excited like that, for that. You know, for, from the. But you know, who knows? I mean, my thing. You know, me and you always talk about it. Um, if there's anything I hate is just misinformation, right? To get for people to get their point across. So, right. And everyone does it. I mean. The carnivore pages are just as bad as the vegan pages. Oh yeah, and some of the keto pages are just as bad. And I think that's why I really like your what you're doing with not just because you're my friend, but you don't you tell people like, dude, I count my calories every day. Like I track everything I eat. That's why I'm losing weight on a ketogenic diet. And you see all these pages, eat whatever you want, long as it's keto, you'll go, you know, you'll you'll lose weight. And you know, when you're 500 pounds, yeah, that works because you'll end up being in a deficit. Right. When you start getting lower in weight, you can't eat whatever you want. You know, you got to be very aware of the calories that you're eating and telling people to eat whatever they want is a very dangerous thing. And I think that's if anywhere where keto's had some black marks or paleo is that people are just like, oh, eat whatever you want. And then you get those people who like only need to lose 10 pounds and like I gained six pounds in one week. Um. My mother actually did a competition for, for the keto diet at, at a, a local, uh, it was like Nutri Shop or something. And oh, wow. they had people advising them how to, how to do keto. And the woman from the store told my mother, you can eat as much bacon as you want. And as much sausage as you want. 
long, you know, long you said keto. So my mom calls me up because she knows I did low carb. She didn't call me in the beginning. I don't know why. But she calls me up. She's pissed. I gained six pounds. I've been doing this. I said, well, Ma, what are you eating? What? Every morning I'm eating bacon and sausage with cheese. I'm like, Ma, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, goodness. you can't do that. You got to cut you got to cut that fat way down. It's way too many calories. I said, you know, you can eat some fat, but don't, you know, she was like, at, you know, adding like obscene amount of fat to all our meals. So I had her cut it way down. She actually ended up winning the competition. And I remember you know, my that. mother's 60 years yeah. old. So it was pretty good. It was, yeah, it was like younger, younger people in it. But, you know, even the whole vegan thing, you know, I saw something today. Don't eat me because of this. And they're showing like uh, maggots coming out of chicken. But it, it, it was a story about a Popeye's chicken in Detroit that was like one of the filthiest restaurants in existence. Like there was trash mm-hmm. on the floor and cockroaches. And of course, you know, of course, the, you know, there's there's maggots in there. Um, right. So you got to be careful. You know, there's a lot, you know, in, the thing about Instagram that's kind of different is it's like it's very convincing. Because mm. um, when you add that picture, that, that uh, you know, that that image to the story. It just makes it that much more uh, real in your head, you know, and um, a lot of people are just they're not they don't educate themselves. They see something on Instagram and that's becomes gospel for them. And that's where the whole vegan thing gets frustrating. And and even like I said, even some of the carnivore pages, you know, and they got all these different back and forth, the dark side of veganism. And uh, <laughs> this woman mm-hmm. was a vegan for a month and almost died. And you know what I mean? Stuff like that. And it's just. It's silly because me and you both know there's people who have been vegans for 30 years. They're perfectly healthy. They, they maintain a, a calorie deficit. You know, there's people who are vegetarians, there's people who are keto, you know what I mean? If you, you know, you can lose weight on any diet you want if the calories are in the right place. And that's, you know, and that's and, the thing. And certain, you know, a, a lot of people don't want to hear that. Um, and I do. I think there's a place for these diets to help people figure out intuitive eating. What if whatever plan works for them down the line, if it's something that's realistic for them, but it, right. it, it can backfire. And like what I, I like what you're saying, you know, and we, we obviously agree on this is it's when it turns to from sharing information to sharing zealotry and sharing this yeah. righteous fury, you know, this, you're not if you're not vegan you're evil if you're not a carnivore you're evil if you're not x y and z you're evil like you know if you count cal like i know there are there are people who are adamant like if you count calories it's an eating disorder you know like there's there's people who get so fixed and i that's what i want people to realize that just because someone posts with passion doesn't mean their passion is right and you need to figure out, and, and that's right. the missing piece, like, in our society today is, like, people don't want to figure out for themselves. You have to figure out for yourself what is right. Because, like, this is something you and I, and this, I think, t- ties it back around to your journey in a lot of ways, because you and I have gone through a lot of discussions about, you know, you're saying, you'll message me and say, I'm doing this now. I'm doing this one now. I'm doing this one now. I'm, doing, I'm totally keto now. And then four days later, I'm not keto anymore. I'm totally paleo now. I'm not paleo anymore. I'm just going to count <laughs> calories. I'm if I like, but it's been a part of your journey to find what works for you. And I think that's a realization you know, you've come to recently is I know what works for me. I just always wanted to try to find something else that might be better. Yeah. And I think yeah. people do that. I think that's something that people do. Like, like you're saying is like, 
deep down inside, especially, uh, let's be realistic, as as fat people, as former fat people, as people with food addictions, we want to believe when someone tells us we can eat as much as we want and be healthy. Yeah. We want, we want to believe yeah. that with all of our souls. So people can throw themselves into that. And I, I, get, I get messages like that a lot from people who are like, I'm eating keto and I'm gaining weight. I don't know what to do. And I'm following what this person, ex, this expert tells me to do. And I'm gaining weight. I don't know what to do. And I say, you have to look at how much you're eating and control how much you're eating. Yeah, but they say I don't have to. Okay, that's great that they say that. But who are they to tell you that? Like, even like I know there are some famous, there are some great kind of researchers out in the low carb space that will say, I run a clinic and I have X number of patients who lose X amount of weight and they don't track a thing and they don't do a thing. Great. Fantastic for that group of patients. But I know for me, when I wasn't tracking a thing after a year and a half, I started gaining weight again. That's my reality. Yeah. My reality is I will do everything I can. Like, especially when I was counting net carbs, I would, I'm one of those people that would do everything I could to fit as much food as I could into those net carbs, you know? So eating those products loaded with sugar alcohols and, and fiber and, right. you know, and you're still, manipulated all you're of not in a things. deficit, you're not in a deficit. Right. And it's, it's not complicated, but it's also not just, and that this is the other thing. I don't want anyone coming at me saying that, okay, Gourmet saying that you know, keto doesn't help him lose weight or, or X, Y, and Z doesn't help. It's not, I don't think it's just, I think there's ways, one, you need a calorie deficit to lose weight. You do. That's just bottom line, you do. How you get to that calorie deficit is going to be different for a lot of different people. How you're able to sustain that deficit is going to be different. And how you optimize your body in that deficit is a completely different story than just getting into a deficit. And that's where different things come into play. That's where keto comes into play. That's where changing your fat ratio can come into play. That's where eating paleo and eliminating grains and legumes and, you know, eliminating processed food. Like, there's a difference between weight loss and health optimization. And that's the, the, the piece yeah. I want people to yeah, take that, away. And then I agree with that 100%. Uh, yeah. Def I mean, without a doubt. And, and, the the main function of low carb diets is that um they control they help control your hunger i mean that mm -hmm. they do do that but you still have to be in a deficit and that's what people don't want to accept and you know for someone that's like a normal and i i know you always say this joe and you said on when you did your podcast with matt like i can eat as much chicken and broccoli than you would want to know like <laughs> like you could have like there's nothing stopping you you know, with your disorder. But what they say is true for most is try to pound down chicken and broccoli. You can't do it. Like I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Like I'd be full. So for the most people, so you get this high pro high protein, low calorie food, it keeps you full and you end up in a deficit and you lose weight. So, you know, when you can control your cravings by, by giving up sugar and all that kind of stuff, great but there's people out there who they do flexible dieting and they're you know they're lean and they're shredded and they look good and they maintain it all year long and for them that keeps them sane and mm. although i'm not a huge fan of all of stan efforting's work you know that was one of my favorite things that he said he's like you know what diet should you do the one that you'll stick to 
What workout should right. you do? The one that you'll stick to. And mm. as simple as that is, I mean, it's the, it's the, it's the truth. If, if you can't, you know, be on a ketogenic, you know, 10 carb diet and you know, mentally you can't, then you need to do something else. Mm. You know, it isn't a one size fits all for everyone. Some people just can't do it. Um, you know, it's just not something they can stick with. Um, for some people that, you know, I, I've had friends who've gone vegan and lost a ton of weight and they loved it and it was something they were able to stick with. So it, it's, it's what can you realistically stick with in knowing yourself in knowing your eating habits in knowing your triggers that we all have, um, what can you do that you can stick to and, um, and, and have success. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Um, but there's a lot of misinformation out there and, um, that's kind of where it gets frustrating for people because if you, you know, you scan through IG for one hour, you don't know whether you should be a vegan, a carnivore, a meat eater, a paleo, a calorie counter, or you don't know what it is. Mm. <laughs> they're all telling you they're good. And they're all telling you the other people are bad. And, and I still go through that. Like personally, like I, there's a couple different pages, like, especially for me, the concept of if it fits your macros is alluring as heck. Because yeah. I can eat garbage in theory. But also yeah. if you if you get to it, like it's funny, like that's the other thing like I think a lot of people don't get is like even like the very keto people, the very the very if you're the the, the if it fits your macros people that post the pictures of like the giant, you know, protein pop tarts and like all of those recipes and things along those lines. Those aren't things they're eating six times a day. But you're posting pictures of that because that's the content people like and respond to. Right. You know, and then when you get down to what does this person actually eat, they don't eat that crazy stuff all the time. Like vegan, you know, I, I know a lot of people who like a lot of times you'll see people post about how Oreos are vegan. Most healthy vegans are not pounding Oreos all day. No. Like, let's just be realistic. Most healthy people on keto are not eating hot dogs every day. You know, like I'm going to, Personally, I am eating hot dogs tomorrow, just so you know. I'm having hot dogs. <laughs> but, you know, it's going to be glorious. Hot dogs with cheese on top of them. But I, I think you have to try to look at the big picture and really find out what are people doing in the big picture. And what, what are they before you decide that that person who eats, you know, protein ice cream every day, you know, because that's how their account appears to you. What are they really doing if you want to emulate them? Figure that out. Like. Right, and I, I, and think, I think that's the, biggest that's the thing message there that we talked about earlier, and, and it's like people are like oblivious to this. It, um, steroids and HGH mm -hmm. for for both females and and males. Um, you know, you have these guys. Oh, do this diet, and this guy's clearly taking you know five hundred milligrams a week, three hundred. Now, for people who are un you know unfamiliar, some of your followers are not like HGH will make you burn fat. And build muscle. That is the mm -hmm. hormone that does, you know, testosterone, you know, human growth hormone. Those two hormones are the ones that will build up muscle and keep you shredded. And you don't have to be that strict on your diet. <laughs> like it, you know, testosterone turns your body into like an inferno. You just start burning, you know, you just start burning fat. And a lot of these guys, like, you know, you know, they're showing you they're, they're only eating steak and, you know what? They go home and pound pizzas and eat, you know, eat cookies. And, you know, they're giving you one advice to, to sell you on their product. But in reality, 
you know, they're juiced up and their results are always going to be good. Um, you know, the little tweaks that we make that barely make a difference will make a huge difference for them because they're on so much stuff. And, you know, I was telling you the other day when I was kind of dealing with a lot of fatigue earlier on in this year that I had my, you know, my hormones tested and my, and my testosterone and all that. And I used a doctor, I won't say the person's name, but it was a famous, um, fitness influencer on online and, Oh, use my doctor, blah, blah, blah. He's great. He helps me get my, my, um, my testosterone and human growth hormone that I need because I'm over 40, blah, blah, blah. You know how they all sell it. And I had my blood tested and I called the guy up and the guy was a legitimate doctor. Uh, if you want to call him legitimate and, Oh, you know, Andrew, uh, your testosterone's fine, but there's a big difference on what's fine and what's fine for you. Mm. <laughs> you mm. know, there's a big difference. You know, your level's perfectly normal, but everybody has a different normal. And so I'm like, okay, sounds good. So, you know, we, we can start you on this testosterone, blah, blah, blah. But then it got weird. Mm. So then he goes, what do you want to do? You want to get jacked or you want to get shredded? And I'm like, wait a second. Is this the question a doctor should be asking you? <laughs> And he's like, well, you know, if you want, I can throw in some Anivars. I can throw in Winstrol. You know, I can set up a combination for you. Just get you shredded in like a couple weeks. And I'm like, holy crap. Mm. <laughs> this is like a certified drug dealer. So. Oh, and that's, you know, like a, definitely going down the rabbit hole. Yeah, right. Without, without even meeting me, this is a five minute phone call after looking at my blood test. What is he doing for these guys that have discount codes mm-hmm. with them? You know, so these guys aren't on, oh, medical treatment steroids. They just got some guy feeding them whatever they want to take. And then they're selling it to you as, oh, I'm only taking a couple milligrams a week, and that's where I get my results. So, you know, you got it, it, it takes a lot of studying and a lot of self-awareness, I think, to kind of navigate um, the dietary world, you know, that we live in because there's just so much BS. And I think that's and, where it's hard I, for people to figure out. And I, I don't want us to beat a, beat a dead horse all night, but like, I think like it comes back around to that. Like you got to figure it out for yourself. Like I get DMS from people a lot that say to me, um, it's I'm doing this and I'm struggling, but it's so easy for you. Why is it easier for you than it is for me? And I'm like, Oh, Holy crap. This is not easy. Like, am I making it seem easy because I'm not intending to do that? Like, and obviously that has to do with like what they see and they see a highlight reel of your experience and um yeah realize that for you realize that for yourself things can be harder and that's okay like you know is it Jocko Willink you know likes to say embrace the suck like embrace the suck sometimes and realize that things aren't always going to be great like like i i had like i i posted recently a lot about struggles that i've had with like hunger and things along those lines and just exhaustion having been dieting for so long and all of that and i've had some people like sending me messages that are like you know is this your eating disorder flaring up you know from that vein or also like coming from the place of is your body crying out for carbohydrate like everyone wants to explain things away and like the simplest thing you know that came up from talking with my coach was we're cutting your calories you're you're hungry you're actually hungry you know, take a moment of stillness with that hunger and see what it feels like. Is it a mental craving or is it a physical craving? But, you know, we're down, you know, over 300 calories from where you were two months ago. 
You know, yeah. you're hungry, and that's okay. It's okay sometimes just to say right. I'm Weight hungry. Weight loss like, gets uncomfortable. I mean, yeah. yeah. And it doesn't that's always a reality. have to be. It gets uncomfortable. And it's not, I'm not saying, you know, punish yourself all the time or anything along those lines. But there are going to be moments in these journeys where we hit points where we're uncomfortable. And we have to, as a people, we're too used to being comfortable. And we just have to be uncomfortable right. every so often. And I think, it's, I think that's okay. And I think that comes too with like when you emulate someone else's physique or someone else's diet or their life. You know, there's that whole FOMO thing. Like realize that what we see is not all that is really happening. You know, mm -hmm. there are people that it looks like they do everything really easily and they're working their asses off, but we don't see that all the time. Like there are people that have had things handed to them that make it look like they're doing really hard work. It's really easy yeah, to deceive. Or, you know, realize that and, most of these guys are on steroids. Mm. <laughs> I know that's I know that's your message. I'm going to I I'll be the neutral observer, but I'll say there's some things that are possible with them and some things that are not possible with them without them. Um, of course. Of and let's, course. Just, let's just be realistic. And after we're done offline talking, I'd like to get this doctor's information. I, I would yeah, like to I get this. If that's the route you want to go. But here's the problem. You have an extra 400 bucks every two months. Because if you don't, that's where it gets tricky. I'll talk to you about that. I'll I'll talk to you about that. <laughs> that and that's I'll, where it got I'll tricky for know. me because yeah. it, it, it you know I'll be honest it was oh, tempting. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it was tempting because I can well, well this is my prescription, guys. I, I that makes complete sense. That that literally makes complete. I I 100 believe that. Okay, so we've gone on quite the journey tonight. You know we, we have. we've we've figured out that you. You know, you're so, we, we learned about your history. We learned about our history together. We talked about meat babies and milkshakes and cake shakes and fry parties. Um, and then we segued into a scathing expose about the rampant um, performance-enhancing drug use in the fitness sphere. Um, I, I think we've, we've, we did a great job tonight. Did we, did we get to talk about everything you wanted to talk about tonight, man? I mean, just to, to tack on... The steroid thing, because I, I know people take that as me being a hater. I don't I don't care that people take it, but don't use it as a way to sell something else. Mm. If if that that's my thing, I don't care what you take. Take whatever makes you happy. If you can afford it, go for it. But don't take it and then say, well, it's because I only ate steak and eggs for breakfast. You know what I mean? Like right. be real about what you're doing. And I think that's what I appreciated. You know, when you had Matt on, he was just so real about it. Like, yeah, I do. Who cares? You know, and. And um, that's that's the type of thing that I respect. It's when people are kind of hiding it to to make money off other things. Um, that's when it bothers me. But um, yeah, it's been it's been a great talk. I mean, I've really enjoyed it. Um, and uh, you know, just so your people know, or they want to check out my my IG, it's Cave underscore Dad. It's not really a diet website. I you know me, I do more of my advice and talks thing. That's the thing that I like to do. Um, is kind of talk about the more like mental and spiritual things that people go with and kind of doing more of my advice talks that I, that I enjoy doing. So if people are interested in checking that out. Um, and it's been surprising because I've got like so many responses from people that I, I never expected of uh, people enjoying the talks I do. And, and I, and some of them were followers I got from you. <laughs> mm. um, 
people people that I that I don't know, and they're just like, "Hey, I love your talks. I love what you talk about." I was having a bad day, and I you know I listened to it, and that's more of the stuff that I want to do. That's more what I want um, my page to be about than kind of a fitness weight loss thing. Is uh, you know it it is Cave Dad, the family man. I got my kids, and you know that's my thing. So if you guys are looking for a strictly keto page and you're easily triggered, uh, do, do not follow me. <laughs> mm. Well, that's accurate because they're going to see pancakes every so often. Um, yeah. And, but they're also going to see some great stuff. Like, I think one of the things that I appreciate, like, to, for people to know, like, um, as I've been open about on my page, you know, there's a, there's, as much as there's a mental and physical part to my journey, there's a spiritual side to my journey. And you've been a big support for me um, in that area as well. And I think sometimes, like, it's not like you preach, you know, one religion when you go on your walks and talks, but, you know, you encourage people to make that spiritual connection for themselves. And I, I really appreciate that. So I hope people will check out your page if that's something they're interested in seeing. And you're not going to get them over there and then get them to get, sell you an email address to send them a PDF document or anything along those lines. Like, it's just no, I, I, do, your uh, I don't sell anything. And um, I. And this is what I was thinking. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, even if I, I was thinking about doing another page with just the talks and stuff like that, so people could enjoy it. But my goal would be to never sell anything, um, mm. because I think that uh, you know when you're given that information and you're kind of using the you know God's word in your own life and your own happiness and sharing that with people. Um, I don't think you you should sell something that you don't own. Um, so that would be my thing. Would be not to sell anything. So just to share advice with people. And I have people DM me all the time and I'm more than willing, you know, to give advice from whatever point I can give advice to if it works for them, it's great. But yeah, it will never be a, a sales pitch of, of anything from my, from my page. Nice. Nice. Well, Andrew, I want to say thank you so much for joining me tonight. I'm glad we were finally able to make this happen. And who knows? I mean, maybe people want to hear some more um, from you. So go check out his page. That's cave. Underscore yeah, it's Dad. been a, a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, I'm glad. And, uh, I'm, I appreciated uh, being on with you. Sorry, now I'm over talking you. That's like three times. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's okay. That's okay. No, you're fine. You're fine. I want to make sure you have a chance. You know, for your last, I don't want to cut off your last words. You know, as we're wrapping this up. But um, so, if anyone does want to reach out to Andrew, like he said, Cave underscore Dad. Um, if you want to talk to him about any of this stuff that he's brought up, or you want to see if you can get more gourmet stories out of him. I'm, I'm sure there's others that he wasn't able to share tonight that, you know, are, are waiting oh, yeah. out there. He might, he might be willing to share. So uh, thank you everyone. Once again, for tuning into the fat guy forum, I'm your host gourmet. You can find me on the Instagram at gourmet underscore goes underscore keto. You can find me on Twitter at gourmet goes keto, no dashes or underscores or anything, just at gourmet goes keto, or you can email the show at the, the fat guy forum at gmail.com. Like I like to end every episode. Um, I want you to do something today that you, you amaze yourself and realize that you are indeed an amazing person. Uh, so get out there, do something amazing. And then, Hey, hit me up and let me know about it. We'll catch you next time on the fat guy forum. <laughs>